0: Hi everyone, it's Sarah from Tribal here. I'm sorry we've not been active with our weekly LinkedIn lives and podcasts. In light of everything that's happening in Europe right now, we decided to take a temporary break from our live sessions. We've heard your feedback and we understand that you find these sessions valuable. So we're posting some old episodes which have insights that are still relevant for today. We hope you find them interesting and we'll be back with some fresh content very soon. Okay, so Hayley, thanks great for joining me today on uh, our podcast. It's good to have you here. When did we meet actually, Lee? I can't remember. When was the first time we met? Was it last year?
1: It was last year. I think, uh, yeah, probably almost our year anniversary, I would say. It was certainly yeah. uh, mid, mid last year.
0: Yeah, so Lee, you, you are someone who I greatly admire. So just a bit of background to listeners. I first met Lee. Lee works for SAP and I first met him yeah, a year ago. And we were doing some sessions together with some employees. And I reckon as soon as you stood up, Lee, I just thought, wow, everything you're saying, I'm almost hanging off. And I just thought, I need to get you on some kind of interview where I can get you to share that story with other people. Because your views around social and how you use social as a leader in SAP, I think is fascinating. So I'm going to ask you a few questions and then we'll just see where it takes us. So one of the first things I think that struck me when you stood up and started talking to some of the sales professionals at SAP, Lee, was that I don't think I've met anyone as passionate about digital in a sales role as As you do, because you're very authentic about the way you do it. You're more focused on purpose and passion rather than ticking a box to say I've done my post on LinkedIn and that kind of thing. Can you tell me a little bit more about your social selling story and how you sort of bring that into your leadership role?
1: Yeah, sure. I I mean, I guess I'm quite an admirer of Simon Sinek, the the leadership influencer, and he he has this concept that everything starts with why and then sort of moves on to the, the how and the what, if you like. So. If I talk about the why, I mean, I think some of the stats out there are just too hard to ignore these days, Sarah. I mean, Uh over half the world's population has internet. So, you know, that's 4 billion people, 3.3 billion, if you like, are on social media. So this is where our market is. You know, it's not in a CRM system or on an email marketing list or a cold calling list that someone's bought. So, you know, I just have this view that if you're not present on social media for business, then you're pretty much invisible to the market <laughs> and you're kind of restricting your own potential, uh, if you like. So, you know, it's really important that that our teams are, are out there because I guess also, you know, the customer buying process has, has changed. You know, they, they're they trying to remove external buyers from salespeople and therefore they're getting their own, uh, I guess, customer employees to use social media to research solutions. And I guess that's probably why seventy-five percent of B two B, you know, buyers use social media to support their purchase decisions, if you like. So, yeah, I just see, you know, social as a way of just making the sales teams of the future more effective because it's kind of a different world that they have to live in. So that's sort of why, if you like, in in terms of in terms of why I'm so passionate about this and uh, and lead teams to do it as well.
0: And what about the how and what then? So, what is it that you you know that inspires you to do this on a daily basis because we come up against this quite a lot you know I don't have time for this and I can't fit this on top of all my activities altogether. or you know that I'm already doing I'm not KPI'd on this I get a lot of objections I, I hear that a lot so as a as a leader in the business how do you how do you combat those how do you you know come back against those or do you not yeah. do you just let them go and say well maybe it's not for you
1: <laughs> well I think I think it's like everything I think you've got to take the ones that want to want to go on the journey with you um Mm -hmm. but you know in terms of the how i mean if i just share some personal experience you know you've got to start kind of with some of the basics so you know to be able to influence you know you need to have a best in class linkedin profile for example you need to know the sort of uh anatomy of of a of a good post but i think more importantly you need to kind of understand what you want your digital presence to say and how you kind of want to contribute to your networks and communities that you're going to be interacting with. Now, if I ever think about how my personally, then you're absolutely right. I think you've got to have a purpose for this. I think anything that's purpose driven these days, you know, makes people far more engaged with it. So I have kind of a passion uh, Mm -hmm. for doing it. I mean, I just have that passion for learning and growing. And of course, if you learn uh, something that's useful, you think that's going to be useful to other people. So you can kind of share that on. And I think, yeah. you know, digital and social give you the ability to do that. So I do think it's, you know, stems from a purpose and a passion. And if someone doesn't see that passion, then it's difficult to, to get them going on the journey. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think when you're leading sales teams, as we just sort of talked about in the in the intro, I think you've got to do it for your customers. I mean, they are looking for solutions to very complex business problems, if you like. So if you're not sharing and putting that information into their digital world then they aren't taking it into into consideration if you're not kind of listening to customers or following them or contributing to their conversation then you're probably not understanding them as intimately as you should be to be able to solve those business problems so you know, a lot of this is about about customers as, 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 as well, I think. So if you've got a passion for customers, you, you should really be showing up and uh, uh, and influencing in their digital world as well.
0: If you want us to cover any specific topics relating to B2B social media, just send us an email on b 2 at tribalimpact.com or tweet us at Tribal Impact. Mm-hmm. Love that contributing to their conversations. I know you said rather than um, just blasting out stuff to interrupt their conversation. So it's a lot about listening, I guess, as well, isn't it? And just being aware.
1: Yeah, um, absolutely. I mean, I think um, yeah, certainly for a company like SAP, you've got a lot of great stuff to talk to people about. You know, our higher purpose of helping the world run better and improving people's lives. You know, our great technology, the successes we have, and even life at SAP. But if all you're doing is taking from your community in terms of talking about yourself then actually your community and your audience is going to switch off so Mm -hmm. I think there is absolutely um, a need to be able to interact and and contribute to other people's stories as well so it's definitely a, a give and take process I believe.
0: Yeah we always say you know it's about engaging and sharing right and if you're just engaging you can become a bit like stalky and if you're just sharing you can come a bit like spammy so you've got to do in in equal measure and you've got to add value and what I love about the way you talk Lee is about purpose driven and it's about passion and it's about having a very good reason for doing this and I think a lot of people in my experience they've struggled with finding the why and I think if you don't know your why if you don't know your purpose your brand purpose you, you are going to struggle with the rest of of it so you know be clear about what you stand for I guess so
1: yeah I totally agree with that I mean I just view it as my digital presence is a very powerful extension of myself so yeah. you know you want to make sure that your beliefs your value and your point of view is reflected in your digital presence uh, effectively because yeah. that's how people are going to judge you whether you're a trusted advisor a credible advisor whether there's someone you can trust you know, your digital footprint, if you like, is going to contribute to them building that picture up about you.
0: Absolutely. So what do you do with those that, you know, is, is this kind of a, a big stick thing? It's like, you're going to do it? Or do you just let people come along when they're ready? Do you guide them along? Do you let people, do you force them into this? Do you make it mandatory? What's your your advice around that?
1: No, so I think you've got to get them bought into it. So, you know, I try to embed modern selling habits into the team's that I run. And that starts with what we just talked about in the opening, you know, the why digital influence yeah. is the norm. Let's get with the program. You know, how is, you know, making sure you've got the right setup in terms of profile anatomy of posts as well. And you've got that kind of passion. But I think, you know, people often ask me, how do we get started? And um, we touched on this uh, a little bit, but you can't go from zero to social selling hero instantly because it's a journey. And for yeah. a lot of people, it can be quite daunting. I guess. So in fact, I presented to uh, our new intake of interns the other day and someone asked this question in the audience. And I just said, look, the first thing you need to do is social listening. Yeah. Okay. So I help the team get set up following their customers, their partners, and any other influencers that might help them be successful in their business. And you know, we do that on LinkedIn. We do that in Sales Navigator, on Twitter, and even Instagram and YouTube. Customers mm. are yeah, really, really surprising how many customers have got an Instagram page that they share information on wow Um, as well so listen that is you know the first part of anything I think is listen and understand and I think that really helps build confidence because then I begin to encourage them to interact and and learn from their audience as well so I might not even get them to post anything from day one you know um, you've connected with your audience because you're listening to them so just spend some time kind of liking commenting resharing and interacting you know maybe even pretty gently with with that and try and become part of that community because as we've talked about, social is a two-way street. You yeah. can't really expect others to interact with you if you don't interact with them. And I certainly know with my I guess digital presence that, you know, there's I don't want to say there's a, a community within the community that kind of connect and with similar um, thought processes and we like similar things and we interact with each other's posts. So, you know, yeah. that's a really good place place to be. Uh, And then I guess when you feel comfortable interacting and, you know, commenting and putting yourself out there, then, yeah, of course, it is time to start posting. But what I try and encourage my team is just not to, you know, go into those generic posting machines and just post information because that's just not good. I mean, the key to me in social is personalization. Yeah. Your network want to hear your point of view on something. They don't want you just to share an article that they can find themselves. They want to hear what you think about it and sort of spark a conversation. So, you know, I definitely teach them how to kind of personalize the messages and how to tag people in to get opinion and all of all of that sort of thing. Really. so yeah. um,
0: yeah, perfect. And I think absolutely that's the right behavior because too often you see too many posts just out there spamming. And, and, you know, you said something earlier about, you know, people can switch off and they totally can switch off on digital. They can either disconnect from you or they can unfollow you on platforms like LinkedIn and Twitter. You know, if, if they've seen too much, much of you in their feed, they're, they're going to get, annoyed and that you don't want to be annoying. So doing it in good measure, but doing it when it's right and when it feels right. And I kind of always say, you know, if, you, if you're hesitating about posting something, then it probably isn't right. So, you know, step back, have a think, and then maybe do something different. So, But one thing I do want to cover off with you, Lee, which really struck me is your passion for digitally disconnecting as much as your passion for digitally connecting because you and I have a we we often talk about this over LinkedIn and I love this you know the, the fact that we we train people to be social but I don't want people on their mobiles all day just looking at social channels that's not what this is about there is a time when you need to put the mobile down and you know return to just human conversation and I know this is something that you believe in as well and I I I think we just found a common area of interest here, didn't we? So I just uh, thought you tell us a little bit more about that and some of the habits that you have to try and have non-digital time in the house and in the office and that kind of thing. It'd be great if you could share.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And you're absolutely right, Sarah, Um, you know I'm as passionate about embracing digital technology but I'm also worried about I guess it's long-term impact Mm -hmm. so I do think it's important to get a balance and you know have times where you do totally disconnect I mean let's just think about it if you have a look at everything you do on your smartphone now if I have a look at mine right now you know you've got the obvious on there you've got your emails your calendars your photos your smn your whatsapp and all the social apps like facebook linkedin twitter and instagram but actually me I've also got entertainment apps like Netflix, Amazon Prime Video, Music, SkyGo, you know, fantasy football apps. I've got lifestyle apps like Fitbit and Strava, learning yeah. apps like lynda.com and Blinkist and finance apps like online banking and travel apps like Training Times. And I'm purposely <laughs> speaking fast here just to show, sort of emphasize <laughs> the point that you've got apps for apps on there as well. So, you know, you don't even have to take your wallet out with you these days. You can no. pay most things on your phone. I do Um, Yeah, yeah, absolutely Um, So it's constant, it's always there And if you're not careful, you can always be on it So I guess in my house we have what we call digital detox sessions Where quite simply the phones go on a central charger for a set time Sometimes it might be a couple of hours Sometimes it might be as long as 24 hours But no one is allowed to go there and touch them (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> brilliant <laughs> but, but believe me it's far more difficult even for me than uh, than you might think you know when you want to check a football score or or something like that um mm. but you know there is a definite traditionalist in me as well uh you know i enjoy family time developing you know relationships and therefore face-to-face time is important you know family meals uh, i don't know whether i'm the only one but no phones at the table yeah we don't that like sort that, of thing yeah. Um, which I think I think is important as well because I don't know, I think I've had a smartphone, Sarah, for maybe ten years and I can feel the impact on it. So imagine our kids how long you know they've had it for fifty years, what the impact's gonna be. So I also think as a leader, you know, you've got to be responsible for the well-being of your team as well. And digital well-being should absolutely be pine for that. So I'm going to contradict myself slightly here, but i got mindful apps on my phone that at least, you know, you can play to be able to perform mindfulness. And I think that's better than not doing it at all. But I think you do need to have time where you just focus on the present and, uh, and leave the digital world behind you.
0: Yeah, I, t- I totally agree. And I think sometimes, you know, you know, we've had to put a conscious effort into learning how to use social media and and optimizing it. But I think you need to put just as much effort into knowing when not to use it and when is when it's not appropriate. I mean, people walk down the streets, myself included, trying to find somewhere, looking at the phone, you know, and then you bump into people. And I, I don't know, there's a time and a place. And I think now we need to just, I feel the same. My three girls, you know, they're stuck on iPads doing like some educational stuff but I don't want them to be permanently in an app they need to look at nature and be outdoors and you know trying to I think you've got to consciously think about that and I I love all this stuff and you've got me onto this actually Lee it's it's you that's got me really interested in learning more about digital I don't know what you call it digital detox digital mindfulness well-being um but I think you're you're right that companies have as much responsibility to be you know the well-being of their employees and helping them along so well, brilliantly! Absolutely. Thank you so much for joining me today on this. I've really I love listening to you talk. Everything you say, I just think oh, you articulate it so well. And and I hope that other people will get as much value out of this that, that I do. Every time I talk to you, I learn something new. So thank you so much for for taking part in this. I really appreciate it.
1: No, it's an absolute pleasure. And I still think I'm a, a student of digital or social selling, if you like. And I like to learn. You know, every day as well. So um, yeah, let's keep talking and keep sharing ideas. I think it's really productive. So thanks for inviting
0: me on. No worries. Thanks for listening to this episode. If you found it insightful, it would be awesome if you could leave us a rating on the Apple podcast, or if you could share the podcast with one of your friends or colleagues. Just a quick note, soon after recording, Lee left SAP and joined Microsoft. If you want to see what he's been doing, check him out on LinkedIn.